Welcome to the first In Deep Poetry podcast. Whoa. I'm Sam. I'm Jack. And we run a poetry night called Poetry at In Deep. It's at the pub In Deep. We've not been able to do one for a little while. We normally do them every week. Um, yeah. So we thought we would do this podcast. We want to apologise that we've not been able to come and do In Deeps, but we've been trapped in our houses. Yeah, just a like... House. Flat. Yeah, yeah, flat. We live together. Yeah, yeah, the same place. The same flat that we live in. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure y'all are aware uh-huh. of of the situation. situation. Yeah. Um. So maybe we don't even need to explain it. Yeah, probably. But yeah, yeah. just in case you're not, there's a big hive of bees in right. our clothes. Right in our clothes. Right outside our front door. It's so difficult. I know, can't can't get in or out. I wonder if people have been turning up to yeah, uh-huh. the poetry without us. Bro. Yeah, uh-huh. no one sent us a message. Yeah, yeah, our internet's been broken as well. Yeah, so uh-huh, totally. Only just, got, only just got fixed today and the first thing we're going to do, upload this podcast oh, yeah. and, then, <laughs> and then just check the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, see yeah, what's uh-huh, going yeah, on. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Um, some shout outs um, ceremony on the Tapal Sari Tapal Sari Tapal Sari Tapal Sari I don't know how to pronounce it but it's an amazing Scottish publisher um, they've got a collection um, called Ceremony um, and uh, one of the poets on this week's podcast um, Nassine Asil has a poem in it um, so you should go and you should buy that um, it's a fantastic collection with Cesar Doza, Hannah Laverty, Bibi June, uh, Nadine Jassat, loads of great, fantastic yeah. people. And they've also published the likes of Callum Roger, Jim Ferguson, Samuel Tom, Katie Tuff, and Finola Scott. So Some shout good out, eggs. Some good eggs, yeah. yeah. Shout, out, shout out to Scottish publishers. Then we've also got um, Plaster Blaster by Jim Monaghan. Um, he's got a collection out, we'll put a link to that. It's a link, a collection on Speculative Books, our publishing company. Plaster Blaster? Plaster Blaster, that's his poem. Oh, right. Yeah. I thought the... that was the name of his book, and I was like, oh, God. I thought it was <laughs> I've been wrong for so many years. <laughs> <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, his book's called... Um, Come up in and other places. places. Yeah, totally. So then, that's good. Uh, love, love, love. Um, by Marcus O'Shea. It's not by Marcus O'Shea. It's actually by the Mountain Goats. The song part of it. So yeah. if anyone thinks he's stealing that, he is stealing that, but he's doing it quite openly, honestly. <laughs> um, we're going to end with a little song. That's going to be our thing. I think we're going to end yeah. end on a song. We've also yeah. got a chunk of a book launch that we did at In Deep in January. A book um, by Shringi Kumari called The Sari Shop. Um, Shringi's a poet from London and uh, came up to Deepest Darkest Glasgow to launch the sari shop into existence and it went very well and so we've actually included four poems and from that event if you want to learn more about the sari shop you can get that from speculative books also we run speculative books speculative books is a publishing company yeah there you go from this very flat yeah surrounded by the very room we're in right now (laughs) oh man i think there's a bee in here better get on with the show (laughs) But before we do, (laughs) uh, I want to say if you would like to subscribe to Speculative Books, we run a subscription service. We'll send you one book of poetry every month. Isn't that amazing? Even if you're trapped in your house, surrounded by bees, you'll still get a book of poetry sent to your door. A book of poetry. Poet B? Poet B. (laughs) 
However, we've, I know we've not sent one out uh, this month yet, but we're doing a doubler um, because of the whole B situation. We've been a little bit behind. Uh, behind, man. Behind. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's going to be a doubler. So if you are subscribed and you're ex expecting a book in the post, just know you're going to get two um, this month, a, 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 a double dose of books. If you would like to get any of the books from any of the posts we've mentioned today, there will be links. And if you want to see a full track listing of all the stuff we've done, that's also there as well. But without further ado, let's get on with the show. Sounds good to me. Yeah, uh-huh. I dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> Time calls through the wall and they know that it's all over for now, but it leaves them wanting more. Matching beats on borrowed time, running rings around the clock, they hit it hard and split the speaker like a log of oak on the chopping block. The neighbours don't get it. Neighbours never do. The cat looks over, says you should know better as Timmy's wife gets a text from room two reminding them of the midweek treaty. They must be patient, must wait until Friday. It's been coming along since that broken night in June, lying on their backs in the attic, jackets off, listening for steps on the stairs, coming soft but clear through thick green smoking lines. They dare to talk the disco dreams that are tricking through their minds. We need a craft, just like my dad, the jazz drummer. He was happy his whole life. Oh, we should all just be fucking jazz drummers then, aye? And they set a three-sided circle, passing around the conversation, aware of the clock on the wall, aware of all the people outside waiting, children's bills, milk in the fridge, it will all soon be over, going off and turning sour. Jimmy's a Morrison's duty manager, Julie's an accountant in a mirror of three, Sarah's in an office job, but never by design. They've melted, tired, cunty faces, sick from shoveling the mud of time. They need these little moments in the attic, these little bursts of adolescence, poking through the glass ceiling, little dreams they all thought had left, stick their heads over the top step, pop around the corner into existence as fast as they disappeared, ready to start time all over again. When Julie's eyes look wider than usual and when she speaks, it's to no one in particular. We are starting a club night and it's called Funky Dreams. Uh, REI, well, let me know how you get on with that. Uh, Sarah stands up and checks her watch, but Julie gets up with her. No. We are starting a club night, and it's called Funky Dreams. Uh, I think you two better just be going. Uh, I'm day shift tomorrow, and I've, I've got kids, and they're almost adults. In fact, I'm, uh, I'm an adult, and I've got kids, and they're almost adults. Adults, we've all, what are we doing? What the fuck has that got to do with anything? And Julie wants to tell them that Timmy's dad had the right idea. They all need a little bit of something. All human beings need a little bit of that art thing. We draw before we learn to write. We sing before we learn to speak. We dance before we learn to crawl. No one needs to teach us that. It's just inside each of us. But once you've got a boiler, mortgage, a boiler and a mortgage and a fridge, you realize that that's not enough. That's not why your dad was happy, Timmy. We all need to be jazz drummers. But she doesn't say that because she thinks it sounds silly. Instead, she points at Timmy and says... You went to art school, you make the fucking poster. <laughs> Julie, you bring your records, it can't be as hard as it seems. We're starting a club night and it's called Funky Dreams. <laughs> Cheers. So obviously I don't, I'm not from the West End. I'm from the East, it's where your drug dealers, drug dealers come from. <laughs> um, if you... If you get the tour bus, it kind of goes down there quickly before it goes back to the kind of Deniston. Um, so this is called the multiple personalities of the G40 postcode. Um, I've got no shame about where I come from, because like I said, the drug dealers, drug dealers live there and it's pretty safe. 
Them next door, it's the two lads I've seen six times in five years. They keep to themselves, except for the strong smell of weed that they're either growing or making into body spray for themselves. <laughs> Presumably to attract some of the local wildlife for a night of whatever. Across the way, there's a nice couple, a nurse and her partner. I think they're gay. Mostly because I've seen them standing bollock naked in the kitchen, winching at the window. Fair play. I'd do the same if it wasn't always Baltic in my kitchen and my cats weren't such judgmental cunts. <laughs> Upstairs, it's the local entrepreneurs. A well-established family firm that stood the test of time and survived a recession and a few asbos. Ready to accommodate your needs and addictions, be it a couple of lines or someone needing their cunt kicked in. Allegedly. Either way, their wains are polite enough to hold the closed door open for you and clever enough to not do the same if it's the police that's visiting. <laughs> Her with that flamboyant headscarf and the wee shopping trolley and the leggings. Our man's a taxi driver and the daughter goes to the high school down the road. One of the few who stayed on past 16 because her mom didn't want her sitting about the house all day. I like to think that in old days, she'd be an extra for the steamy leaving every morning, ready to do the washing and talking to her pals for six hours. Sounds like an ideal way to make a living. But the reality is that she's a cleaner and instead of chewing the fat, she's cleaning the shit of those too lazy or incapable to do it for themselves. Big Pedro has no Spanish and nationality, only name. Doesn't even speak in our language and come to think of it, he's average height. But somehow the name suits him and the entrepreneurs know that they can count on him for honours if needed but only because you heard that he was mental, not because they have proof or experience of his skills or mental illness status. <laughs> honours is kind of like a backup. Just think, like, <laughs> somebody's got your back if you don't know what honours is. <laughs> <laughs> we Agnes, Nessie to her pals and Nessie to folk that she's actually never met. She's a resident neck curtain twitcher. She's observant and discreet, and nothing gets by her, no matter how hard that you try. In another life, she'd have been on an MI6 agent. She would have been an MI6 agent. Oh, we dirty. <laughs> a brain ninja with the manipulation and truth-pulling abilities to rival a Gestapo officer for the 80s. The methods that she uses to hang her washing out in weird and awkward places allude to the fact that if I ever needed a team to help me steal the knock list for Langley, she'd be in that harness being lowered down to that pressure-sensitive floor without a bead of sweat falling and risking us all. What a bird. But they all have one tiny flaw in common that puts their endearing wee traits and stories in the shadows and makes me hate every single one of them, even the wains, even the quiet ones. Not a single one of them know how to use the recycling bins properly. <laughs> I've watched them from behind a neck curtain on my own. Nappies are no recycling. McDonald's wrappers are no compostable food waste and glass. Glass sure to fuck isn't in the recycling bin. It's written on the lid, no glass. Agnes's coffee table is no recycling. The old TV, which I swear was just carried into the entrepreneur's house last year, now sticks out the blue lidded bin is no recycling. And the packets and packets of biscuit trays <coughs> With all the broken biscuits, certainly, certainly don't belong on the ground outside the bin shed. Cunts. <laughs> As a global citizen, I like to believe that we all share a common interest in awareness of matters that affect us all on a daily basis. Buses no showing up, global warming, racism, putting the rubbish in the right fucking bin. <laughs> Unless you live in the G40, we're the only thing that we're mutually fighting against is poverty and a mortality age of 47. Thank you.
Okay, so it's nearly Valentine's Day. We're doing some love stuff tonight. This first one, simply entitled, I Love You, Wikipedia. <laughs> you give me everything I never knew I needed. You are my A to Z, and I love you, Wikipedia. A is for Afghanistan under 23 football team. B is for Barrack subdivision, a subdivision of a subdivision of the Indian state of West Bengal. Circuit riders are apparently also known as E-riders and DWIC 93.3 FM is a Filipino radio station. <laughs> they say you can't be trusted, but you've never let me down. I love you, Wikipedia. E is for Elements of Life Remixed, a remix of Tiesto's album, Elements of Life. Fatia Narkamuma was the very first First Lady of Ghana. Gatineau, Ottawa Executive Airport is somewhere in Canada, apparently. And Hypanidium is a species of fruit fly. The full Latin name's too hard to say. <laughs> You've got a bad reputation for sure, but I know that's not the real you. I love you, Wikipedia. I is for I Don't Want All, the debut single by German singer Kim Petrus. The consensus says it's not very good. J is for John Freem, the guy who founded Barclays Bank. K is for Ken Yeo, a Korean Buddhist monk poet. I think we can all agree that's officially hardcore. <laughs> L is a list of wardens of Halifax County, Nova Scotia, in case you ever need to know. Because whenever I need you, you're always there for me. I love you, Wikipedia. M is for Moroccan records and Olympic weightlifting. N is for the National Register of Historic Places in Kenton County, Kentucky. It's a very thorough list. O is for the El Salvadoran author of Jose Mateus Delgado. It's a bit like a knighthood. And P is for Papa Can You Hear Me Sing, the 1983 Taiwanese musical film, surprisingly critical of the Chinese government for a mainstream release of the time. <laughs> I don't need you to be flawless, because you're honest enough to let me know when a citation is needed. <laughs> I love you, Wikipedia. Q is for the letter Q. Your random button doesn't throw up a lot of Qs, as I discovered after three hours. <laughs> Rosetta Mori Isagura was a Spanish dance teacher and ballerina who will never hear this poem, so won't be annoyed by my pronunciation. S is for the Suez Canal, which is exactly 193.3 kilometers long, give or take. T is for Tom Cusick. He's a random rich dude from Texas who owns a bunch of stuff, because not every page is a winner. There are so many things I'm missing, but you complete me. I love you, Wikipedia. Ufuk Sarika had a successful stint as a Slovenian men's basketball coach. V is for Victorian architecture, that is to say architecture from Victorian times. W is for workers' commissions, the largest trade union in Spain. And Z is for zero spirinous coralescence, a species of clown beetle from the Americas with a Latin name too hard to say, but I thought I'd give it a bash this time. <laughs> We're almost there, and it's thanks to you. I love you, Wikipedia. Y is for Yakakoi, a village in Turkey, and Z is for Zombie Prostitute. It's an EP by Voltaire, not that one. <laughs> Another one. You give me all the things I never knew I needed. You are my A to Z, and I love you, Wikipedia. Mother Teresa sucking the gun on the run in Byzantium. You flick your beam, but what does it really mean? Because Macbeth, she was a size queen. My aloe vera plant killed itself, so there's no more free love for me. I'm just... 
Maro Vila plant killed itself, so there's no more free lip for me. I'm doing it with toothpaste instead. So... It's a different story on the train. Mars bars make me feel horny again. Zay Malik, Shagmatic. Bill Hick, do you sell any tick? Marry a pros and a leftist lost cause. Quit the gang, chain gang, and kill your boss. Wrapping dental floss around my boss. Uh, aye, this one's called, um... <laughs> this one's a tribute to Erwin Morgan. I wrote this for some fucking shite magazine. <clears throat> a pram goes past an aerial mast. A new town architect, it's an easy graft. Men with coats serve pish on draft. Beef, briefcase, bomb, reflective blast. Veiny blue protruding through like strawberry shampoo. Protruding through like sickly glue. You're like strawberry shampoo, ovulating his oidic ooh. Scotland's king, it's a land of sin. Smiling with a switchblade grin. Drinking gin at a shortbread tin. Like strawberry ice cream, you're fucking melting. I'm a symbiotic parasite. Masturbate to men, how very zen. I'll never be alone again. I could be Rallis Glass, but my boyfriend's eating my ass. Nietzsche brat, ain't no acrobat. Shredner's cat and an extra mat. Plucking the petal of Fredro Schenkel. I miss Jackie Nettle. Squirt my face, it's a screaming kettle. Uh, it's really important, like free broadband and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> Stephen Fry. I'm as sober as Stephen Fry, but he's having a wee fly in QI. Eating snails, the dirty males. Finger me with fingernails. Hanging by the curtain ring. Uh, Gloria followed the wrong bread trail the castle and it didn't get her any fucking stuff to get. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I thought. This, so. this next one is called A Resurrection in Northwest Iran Imagined and it is a poem about my paternal grandmother who I never got to meet. And there are some words like in it that are in Farsi, which is like Persian, which is what they speak in Iran, not Arabic. Um, and I'm not going to bother translating them. So if you really care, you can Google or ask me at the end. <laughs> Momon Berserg splits threads in the Caspian sun. Here again, we hear her rusted tongue speak. We paint carpets Persian. Here again, the lambs she lambed raise their heads at the sound of her song. Harusari dances. She calls to a god who answers and cheers again, Golgaz. Sweet flowers shed thorns burst through dry soil to carpet her feet. Sunlight holds her. She won't disappear again. Under a pall of flowers she needs, births noon and cherry wine. Saffron rose and thyme crescendo in her mouth. She feels again moves to the city where her children grew with the mountains. Dusk breaks. She toddles the ninis to the park. Happy tears again. She crosses the world and wonders if it's faith keeping the plane adrift. 
a runway of stars lead her to us. The sky's clear again, and Bobar gets a chance to say goodbye, but won't, not again. She makes space for me beside her on our living room floor and says, Nassim, Biarinja, come here again. I've been a little bit homesick lately, and I don't know why. Um, but So I brought a couple of poems about home. And the first two, I have two homes. The first one is my soul home, which is New York City. And the second is my home home, which is Charlottesville, Virginia. So the first two are going to be about New York, and then we'll go down south. <laughs> All right. This is called Subway Profits, written on a train. <coughs> I found King Solomon riding the D train today, Manhattan bound, dispensing wisdom like Pez candies to some slow-eyed philosophy student. Ask a question, pull the lever, guru knowledge spills out mouth. I tried my best to listen in, but the screeching of brakes and subway chatter blocked my enlightenment. I found Jesus on the R train, midday, Brooklyn bound. On his head was a shroud of bubble wrap, his feet calloused from centuries of wandering. He was reading some chick-lit novel. I guess we all want to know why he's just not that into us. He caught me staring and turned to mouth at me, I love you or fuck you, I couldn't tell. I was too embarrassed to look the Christ man in the eye. At 3 a.m. I saw an angel fall onto the Q tracks. Sewer, knots, sewer rats gnawed at his wings where he lay in the hot soot. I know he was an angel because the train stopped before it hit him on a dime, on a penny sent from heaven. There was no applause as they lifted him onto a stretcher and carried him out. That's it. <laughs> Sorry. I, um, I was teaching 13-year-olds for five hours today, so if I don't have words, that's why. <laughs> uh, this one is called... Prospect Park in August, which is where I used to go and sit all the time. I'm lying on your earth, my belly on your belly, breathing. Hot sun melts into my back, and I feel for my toes, but they're miles away, curled into grass, making paths for marching streams of ants somewhere far below. Inhale, smell the green, the dirt of summer. Three women wander by, dressed in niqab. Their robes billow out from their bodies like sails, and they become silent black ships passing me by as I whisper secrets to you. If I put something in the ground, it'll stay there, right? Interrupted in my task by a wet nose on my cheek, a tongue, a sniffle in my ear, a dog. He's found me burying pieces of myself in your womb, and he steals them from me in the form of a laugh. Do you ever notice when you go to a big Morrison's? <laughs> big fucking Morrison's fans in tonight, yeah. <laughs> Man, fucking. Matching more, fucking matching more. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Amazing, okay. Do you ever notice when you go to a big Morrison's or a big Tesco's? 
you kidding me? Asda is the cheapest one of them all. It's amazing. It's also huge. Little? Hold on, I just need to rewrite this poem quickly. All right, enough. Enough, Dale. Aldi. Great. Scott Mids. Okay, for, you know what? I've got a new poem, okay? Right. Um, Sainsbury's. Um, Waitrose. Farm Foods. Farm Foods. Iceland. Yeah. Uh, B&M Home Bargains. Yeah. Um, they've already said Sainsbury's. Yeah. Sainsbury's fucking sucks. It is the worst one. I, I, what? Bretta Foods. Roots and Fruits. Bit bougie, but that's okay. Fucking. Uh, uh, Super Asia. Super Asia. Uh, no, Super Asia ones. Uh, fucking. Oh, co-op. Right. Here's here's a bit of a controversial one. Spar. Overpriced, but often in rural areas. So fucking, you gotta give them props for that. Um. What? McCall's? Uh, McCall's? Okay. Uh, do you want to hear the poem? Right. Do you ever notice when you go to a big Morrison's or a big Tesco or a regular size Asda, there's always a police officer buying a meal deal? It's one of those things that when you notice it, you can't unnotice it like a smudge on a TV, or a flaw in a partner, <laughs> or a sense of how nothing means anything or matters. Thanks very much. What was that? What was my theme tune? Kevin Goday's favourite song. You enjoying the poetry? Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? Coming here on a Tuesday night to watch the worst kind of people you could get, poets. Self-absorbed, oversharing. <sighs> anyway, this is uh, my little tribute to uh, uh, Martin Neumaller, Pastor Neumaller's, uh, Neumaller's fam famous uh, speech. Uh, it's about my, my view of poets. It's called Pastor Blaster. First, they came for the poets, and I did nothing. Because, well, it's fucking poets, isn't it? <laughs> and then they stopped, because everything was fine once the poets had gone. That's <laughs> a poem I wrote uh, in 2014. It was my kind. Everybody had a, a, a referendum poem. Uh, mine's just, uh, it's about voting in general and how... People can sort of knock voting and it feels as if nothing ever changes, but sometimes it can and it's still important to do it. And I need my specs, actually. Give me a second. I sat on my specs as well. They're quite entertaining. They're a wee bit kind of skew with. I forgot about that. I used to read all these poems without looking at the book, but then I got a bit old. And, uh, <laughs> oh, oh. I, I am available for pity sex later, by the way. If you're, uh, <laughs> 
this is called uh, The Undiscovered Country. It turns out it was there the whole time. It was right under our noses. It was hidden in plain sight. It was blowing in the wind and flowing in the sea. The world we knew was sat in the street with a cup from McDonald's. Well, the couple who walked past her without noticing discussed whether to buy matching four by fours, each the price of two flats in Govan Hill. The undiscovered country had a commonwealth based on need, not greed, where that woman could rise up, lift up her cup, and take her place in the world, bolstered by her share of the national take. The world we knew stayed at home, scared to go outside, scarred by the daily battle to just get through from one day to the next, aided and abetted by television and weed. The undiscovered country had a well-trained force, an army of social workers that would lift him up from the trenches, help him, help him conquer his fears and plant his victory flag firmly in a grounded society. The world we knew lived five to a house, one on top of the other, crammed in narrow streets while unused land lay unsold, waiting for the right buyer at the right price. The undiscovered country had spare rooms, gardens back and front, a green and healthy community with space enough for children to play and people to share. The world we knew had covered it up. We couldn't see the wood for the oil. The undiscovered country was there the whole time. It was blowing in the wind. It was flowing in the waves. It was toing and froing in the tides. It was glowing in the sun. It was there the whole time. But we chose to live somewhere else. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you for being here. I'm going to read some of the poems from the Sari shop. Sari is basically a long piece of cloth that a lot of women, especially in the Indian subcontinent, they wrap it around their bodies. And there's a lot of Sari in this uh, book. So I'll start at the end. Um, another important word, this is a bit of a Hindi to English kind of session, yeah. So another important word is uh, sindoor, which is like married women, they wear it in the middle of the parting to tell everybody that they're not available anymore. <laughs> so uh, let's start there. This one's called Vermilion. With the sari stuffed in my mouth and sindoor pouring down my eyes, I am a mother in knots. My silk broken down by moth children. My red harvested for incessant greed. I am a mother upturned. My breasts and belly against cold hard floors. My back open to the sky, stuck in exposure. I am a mother consumed. My flesh been licked over and over. My teeth dislodged, chewed, reassembled, replugged. My womb, my womb, nibbled, discarded by scratchy fetuses. I am a mother made of cloth. 
The sari in my mouth is not separate from my tongue, is not separate from my voice, my speech. The silk is my flesh, my bones. The red, its cover. The sindoor flowing from my eyes is my surrender, is my acceptance, also my absolution. I am a mother vermilion. That cinnabar red, vomited by volcanoes, rejected by hot springs. That crystalline fertility carried by nature, keeper of searing offsprings. That's it. Okay. Uh, this one's called uh, Our Marigold. Uh, it's about a wedding or something. I was in a golden attire. You, an invisible muslin clock, cloak. I was there slipping into a flower. You, poised between its folds. Speaking of marigold, and drops of milk stuck on its copper red petals. Speaking of saris hosting opulent colors and lamps holding managed fire. There it was. Our season of impatience. Our day rolling out of control. Our golden night reduced to reflections. There it were. Lives awkwardly touching each other. The glass lamps fell, the fresh grass Grass caught fire, the invisible cloak went up in flames, then a golden light burned bright in our fallen marigold. There, that is it. Uh, this is called Salt is Born. It's about uh, the Dandi March. It's like the non-cooperation movement that uh, bunch of Indian freedom fighters did against the British monopoly. There shall be salt fossilized in the wounds of our hands. In our eye holes shall reside dandy's dust. 24 days we stormed against the British monopoly on our land. 240 miles we walked determined towards the dawn of free life. What freedom? The ghost of Gandhi asks of children drenched in the same salt, scarred with near-perfect human art of violence. The work of oppression, oppression has advanced many folds, dear Gandhi. Non-violence is a protest of the lazy past. And haven't you broken hum humanity yourself? Have you not watched the residue of your peace kill in Kashmir last night? With salt, with our workers' frame, we build bombs and barrels, we build men armed with rebellion, we build women ready to slice bones. At the end of a long march, alas, our salt is born. And this salt never ages. It grows into many forms. We are free of our colonial past, working slowly and diligently towards turning our salt to sand. This book is uh, dedicated to my mother. That's why there's a lot of motherhood poetry in there. I don't think she'll relate to any of this, but anyhow, <laughs> for mothers out there. This one's called Paper Mothers. 
paper mothers, flightless weevils buried in rice, enervated snouts, heart-rending grains pursuing paper dust, paper mothers, lacrimal spirits, infern-colored fairy frogs, stapled to walls, hanging from curtain rods, monitoring our paper world. Paper mothers, proffering paper cuts, embroidering paper gardens on white river paper cloth, glass slates and mercury flowers brought home by our benign paper dolls. Mothers, carefully shaped, rose lips, strong hips, sheer dreams, paper families. Mothers, wonderfully blue, flowing breasts, paper-like will to be written on, to be very cautiously read. King Saul fell on his sword when it all went wrong And Joseph's brothers sold him down the river for a song And Sonny Liston rubbed some tiger balm into his gloves Some things you do for money and some you do for love, love, love Each of you is a reminder to us of what love can be. You are cruelty, freedom, a beating heart. You're the leading light that shines and sparks. You're a burning sensation, or at least a smolder. You are Sisyphus pushing up his boulder. You are all the reasons the seasons change. You are curling clouds, you are sun, and you are rain. You are her eyes like gas fires, his passionate tears. You are my source of total irrational fear. You are my ex calling at 4 a.m. You are me calling my ex at 5 a.m. <laughs> you are inadvisable sex at 6 a.m. <laughs> you're churning guts and your mistakes and you're the perfect gift on their birthday. You can be cruelty, chaos, and fate. You can be madness and stasis and change. And Rascal Nakop felt sick but couldn't say why when he saw his face reflected in his victim's twinkling eye. Some things you do for money and some you do for fun, but the things you do for love are gonna come back to you one by one. Love, love is gonna lead you by the hand into a wide and soundless place. Now we see things as in a mirror dimly and soon we shall see each other face to face. You will find me face to face it. I am nothing until I'm seen your gaze. It's as blind as I am, as all others are. It's an idiot tin man lacking a heart. It's a kind of awful experience, awfully perfect and kind, but the fear is overwhelming at times when you're waiting for last calls or phone. When you're waiting for phone calls or last calls or last chances at those tropic storm romances. I want the love that exhausts me. To run a marathon over your body, to do calisthenics over your tongue. I want the love that burns my lungs. I want a love like my heart's gonna pop and I'm starting to think I'm not fit enough. <laughs> I want a love that's the moment we stop moving, the relief is enough to overwhelm us with peace, that sensation of stillness, it thrills us. I want the love that kills us. And way out in Seattle, young Kurt Cobain snuck out to the greenhouse, put a bullet in his brain. Snakes in the grass beneath our feet, rain in the clouds above. Some moments last forever, and some flare out with love, love, love. 
Some flare out quickly, some are old fires, burning the embers, no longer bright, they fade. No love is better than what got away, no love is better than bygone days, no, but love is a series of moments, a binding rope that holds us from past to future through present. You are every future ex-lover's presence. Love is ties that bind us, that hold us together in tangled strings or hold you to bedposts if that's your thing. <laughs> And love is love in the time of cholera. And love is love in the time of push-up bras. And love is love in the time of sweatpants romancing. And it's love in the time of all-night dancing. Have a good night, everyone. Let's hear it for Marcus, everyone! Let's hear it for all the, na- all the acts of the night! Poetry uh, in deep. We're Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. We're having a party on Valentine's Day. We're having a party on Valentine's Day. We'll post the link uh, in our event page. Tickets are three for two. So fucking your single pals can come too. Yeah, <laughs> perfect date for couples and third wheels. Uh, charity. Okay. We also are going to be here for a bit. If you've got your fucking worst day ever story, come and tell us it. We can film it. It'll be fun, fun, fun. But other than that, we'll be here next week. Thank you very much. Ha, ha, ha.